Sky Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Final hour of the Rich Keefe Show with Andy Hart here on WEEI. It is Royal Rumble week, so I know people are pretty fired up about the Rumble coming up. We got Grab Bag, which maybe you're just as excited about at sure. 9 And it's similar. It's a bunch of, like, yeah. stuff hitting the fan together. Sure is. Last man standing. Who's the biggest guy in the Rumble? Like, weight-wise? Yeah, because like, you know there's always Mabel? some point where, like, six guys team up on one yeah. guy. It's, you know, my blue crab theory. Yokozuna. Yokozuna was a Yeah, like those types of things. Rest in peace. Andre yeah. the Giant. Yeah, not rest in peace. No, what was Honor's the... Big, big John Gonzalez, Stug. Gonzalez. Oh, Giant Gonzalez. Giant oh, yeah. Gonzalez. No, Mabel was good. Like, mid-90s Mabel. Mabel and then he yeah. was Viscera later when he yeah, came back with Viscera, the, the... Rikishi. Or Rikishi yeah, was a Rikishi. low center follow. of gravity. He's a tough one to get out. They have a few. There's a guy named uh, Omos or Omos. Omos. He was a college basketball player. He's like over seven feet tall. He's huge. I don't remember him. Oh, he's in it now? He's a wrestler now. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, he's a wrestler okay. now. Or at least he was, like, last year. I don't know if he's still wrestling. But, uh, yeah, there'll be a couple big guys. Is Brock Lesnar done, or is he still in it? Cause he... No, yeah, because he was, he, was, uh, he was favored. I think he was, like, plus 4,400, if, if I'm right. For the Rumble this yeah, year? Yeah, for the Rumble. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, there yeah. you go. I mean, you might get big old Brock Lesnar back. So that'd be, that'd be pretty good. Uh, let's, let's grab Brandon in Boston. He's been holding on patiently. Brandon, what do you got? <laughs> Going on, guys. I <laughs> guess you guys hate me today. I mean, it's been like forty minutes. Listen, Brandon. No, we don't the hate you. We on. don't hate you at all. We had we had Tier Tuesday oh, madness. Man. We didn't take anybody's calls then. But you. but thanks for uh, waiting patiently. What do you have tonight? <laughs> I know you guys uh, have a lot of promos and everything to go through. I'm just uh, <laughs> you know pulling your caller. Um, for me, you know, you guys already know that I'm a big Jaden Daniels fan. Like I said, I have to pass on him. Because it's bigger than that. I think that you could really slip by and get a good QB. Um, and it's known that, you know, the New England uh, Patriots hold seven picks in the 2024 draft, including one in each of the five um, first five rounds and then two in the seventh. So for me, for the first five, I'm going all offense. For me, my first pick is Marvin Harrison Jr., second. J.J. McCarthy, I'm going with Joshua Cephas. For the people that don't know who Joshua Cephas is, He's a Texas road runner, um, 89 receptions, 1,100 yards, 10 touchdowns. He was interviewed by the Bears, Kansas City. You should look at that. Kansas City um, has interviewed him. Then the Denver um, Broncos, and then the Jags. Uh-huh. Um, and with that, you know, I go get a left tackle, right tackle, and then with the last two, I go get an outside linebacker in the cor- or corner of safety. And, um, you know, I do bring in Mike Evans because – the reason why I want to throw Mike Evans a bag is because he's a veteran and he's won a Super Bowl. I throw him the bag because he can, he can teach Marvin Harrison to be a good wide receiver. He can uh, teach Joshua Cephas how to get open and read the defense. So I, I bring him on off as a number one guy, but as a teacher as well. And he's 30 years old, so he can actually get another contract after his three years of done in New England. You know, and you have to resign Hunter Henry as well All right, and Brandon. bring back Zeke. All right, you Brandon. get J.J. Yeah. McCarthy. That's a ton, dude. That's a ton. Thank you for the call. Thanks for waiting patiently. 
That was like 12 guys he's bringing in. So he went through every draft pick and everybody else is coming in. I'm with you on the offense. You got to draft offense. You got to go heavy offense. You figure the personnel and the coaching should be able to handle the defense, the offense. Now, the problem is you can't just pencil in a third, fourth, fifth round pick and be like, there's your left tackle. There's your right tackle. Like you need to no. spend money in free agency on tackles because I don't want Joe Alt with the third overall pick. But that is still going to be a glaring need. Whether they keep on Wenu or not, they're they still need going to. Need, they're going to need help. They need so, to keep them. Yeah. Quick teaser. Okay. Uh, Mike Cadlick and myself, WEI.com Patriots beat reporter, uh-huh. will be uh, doing a live broadcast slash six rings recording tomorrow at 1 p.m. Okay. On all the socials and however all that crap works for WEI. You'll find it. And uh, we will be talking about free agency, the impending Patriots free agents. And I do believe Mike Onwenu is the priority because, you know, you say you got to spend money. There's not a lot of tackles available in free agency. The generally considered the top three tackles are, in some order, Tyron Smith, Mike Onwenu, Trent Brown. Mm, Yeah, yeah. you got to keep Onwenu. I want want no part of Trent Brown. Mm -mm. And Tyron Smith is like 34 now, was great in his heyday, but I'm not sure he's your tackle of the future if you get him so my fear is does that scare the patriots enough to trade down to five no draft the best tackle can't, can't. if you don't like the quarterbacks maybe but right. not in and of itself yeah yeah, yeah. just because oh my we got to do this x no if there's a quarterback you like mm-hmm. you take him mm-hmm. the mike evans thing if if marvin harrison is what he's supposed to be does he need the guy to teach him how to be a receiver? I don't think he needs the guy to teach him. I think like, who taught him. Justin Jefferson? Are we giving Adam Thielen the credit? Who taught Jamar Sean Chase? Jefferson. He's or, the wide receiver coach. Well, he's the coach, and he'll have a coach wherever he goes. No, he learned from Adam Thielen. He taught him everything he I knows. mean, is that what we're doing? No. Because I just think what, Marvin Harrison is supposed to be a generational talent. I agree. He'll come in. They'll show him how they like to have routes running yes. in, in, yeah. on, on their team, and they'll go. But I do think it really helps to have somebody else who's really good, not to teach him how to line up and how to you know get uh, get off a jam. I think what helps is just the attention on the field. If it's just Marvin Harrison and whatever's brought back from this year's team, double team Marvin Harrison the whole Kendrick time. Kendrick Bourne. Right. So, Poor man's because, Debo Samuel. Like, Jamar Chase didn't have to do it by himself. Justin Jefferson hasn't had to do it by himself. No. Like, all these guys Nobody have gone can. to a team. It's right. A team. It's the ultimate team sport. So that's my point. But if you can spend big money on – there's there's some good free agent wide receivers. If you get one of those guys, I'm still – DeAndre Hopkins Drafford. has done it by himself a lot. Yeah, he's a good example of that. One of the reasons why I wanted him here last year. And do you like the idea of throwing, quote, the bag at Mike Evans at the age of 31 come August? Yeah, I think he'll be good for another couple of years for sure. And you're and paying him for production or tutelage? No, production. I want him. I want dual 1,000-yard receivers. You got to get back to that. I think Mike Evans can provide that. Uh, now, it's funny that Brandon sort of mentioned getting a, a veteran to teach uh, a, a rookie. My question is, who's going to be teaching any of these guys? There, there is a real likely opportunity to have a rookie head coach, already do, rookie offensive coordinator, rookie defensive coordinator, first-year general manager, rookie starting quarterback. So let me ask you. How often has that happened? That's well, wild. That's been part of my, I wasn't even take, adding the others. I was yeah, just yeah. going with quarterback, coach, GM, because you didn't include GM in there. There's going to be a rookie GM. I did include Oh, that. you did. Okay, I sorry. said first year. I changed the, the verbiage. But, okay, but I mean, no, because your point Elliot before, Wolf. Is, but your he point, hasn't done it. Your point before was new quarterback, new coach, new GM, new to the team, which that's rare to get all three of those things new. 
But that's also with the caveat, like, one of those guys might be a veteran. Like, one of those guys might be a, a, a retread coach or maybe yeah. a veteran quarterback. Or whatever. These are all first time in that job, five of the most important jobs on the football So, therefore, team. you asked the question earlier. You made yes. the comparison to Sean McVay. He needed his Wade Phillips. Wade Phillips. Gerard Mayo's a defensive coach, young, needs an offensive strong. So, are you advocating for Josh McDaniels? I'm not. It, it sounds he, like that. based on the resume, I he guess it fulfills was. your criteria. Yeah. Two-time head coach. I don't want knows the place. Yeah. Veteran experience. All like worked under Belichick, so can help whatever you think there. But you don't want him. So who is it you'd say you do want? I mean, no, it's it's <laughs> that tough. Noise was not what was. So yesterday on the show, I made a strong case for Zach Robinson, even though that is certainly a rookie. Rookie, guy. yeah, no, I know. Do you want rookies or not rookies? Uh. Well, that's why I wanted. I'm the not offense. as hung up on as these I wanted things the offensive as you are. head coach. Is he good because of that? That's why is I he good. Is Zach Robinson good? Because well, I see unknown. a lot of beat writers unknown. say would be a home run hire. I have no I effing mean, idea. I hope so, but I, I have don't know. no idea. Well, could I couldn't you? possibly tell you. Like the only one I had any kind of knowledge of was Shane Waldron because I happen to know him and I think he did a good job with Geno Smith. And I think there's some things you can point to. So he, I would have wanted. What are we pointing to for Zach Robinson? Oh, Sean McVay. Okay. That's it. So osmosis or like yeah. r- tarnish. Like he was, he rubbed up against Sean McVay. Well, as bad as his coaching tree, or as, as bad as Bill Belichick's coaching tree. So is, Eric Mangini's great. Josh McDaniels is great. No, they're terrible. Brian Bill Flores tree. is great. Bill, they rubbed up against Bill Belichick. No, but Bill Belichick famously has a bad tree. Sean McVay famously has a good tree. We'll see. Does it guarantee that they're all going to be no, good? No, no, none of them are guarantees. But I feel so like, how do we know it's a home run higher like I'm reading on Twitter? Well, your percentages with Sean McVay or Kyle Shanahan guys are a lot higher than Bill Belichick guys. Oh, yeah. That's it. That's sure. it. That's all that is. But Bob, it's Bobby also Slowick. like a roll of the dice and a hope and cross your fingers. Yeah. and. But, I mean, if you're talking about. Because you seem to. Every picture you painted mm-hmm. should be hiring Josh McDaniels. No, but except it's Why a guy that I don't want. Because you know it's the picture you painted. It's a guy I do not want. Okay. But also do you have McDaniels another example? A, but McDaniels is also a little bit different because. Cliff Kingsbury. Oh, uh, yeah, I would take him. Okay. Yes, I and would. You'd feel good about him being the veteran. Um, offensive. If he's only focused but on also offense to help not running a whole Gerard. team. Yeah. Yes. Be a head coach and like maybe pitfalls. Yeah. I think I don't. I think he'd be a good. He'd be a good one. Why? You just don't like. You don't like the way that he looks. Caleb Williams. You don't like the way he ruined Caleb Williams. No, he didn't. He was like a consultant or whatever. He wasn't. He had nothing to do with it. Honeymoon story. Met Cliff Kingsbury's best friend while on my honeymoon in Mexico. Or a guy who said he was. That's true. Good point. (laughs) I believed him because it's well, yeah, because it's a weird enough lie. Well, no, because it was back then. He was a late round pick who was on IR, and he's like, yeah, he's not. He's not really hurt. They just wanted him to stash him for a year. (laughs) Did they? And then he also sounded believable. So I bought into it. Kind of hopped around a little bit, but no, Josh says the five hundred eight. I would agree with the five hundred eight. Would you? Do you care more about old sage advisor or anti? Like you can't have everything. No, and. So I'd rather just Shane, go Zach Robinson. Shane Walter, I'd rather go all in on Young. Yeah. And see if we can build something special. Yeah, and just be like, hey, you got to be patient. It might not look great, but... If, and we may even have to adjust on the fly yeah. weeks three, four, like things, roles. Well, so You one could example, see like, oh, he's in the press box. Oh, now he's calling plays from the field. They're figuring it out on the fly. So a recent example, I guess, would be uh, a very recent example, the Houston Texans, right? Yeah. That's a first-year offensive coordinator yeah. with a rookie coach and a rookie... Um, quarterback, and that worked. So, I guess in that model, or you I'm could go I'm, I'm first not... year in Philly, offense coordinator, defense coordinator. They've already been canned. Yeah, it's like see you later. Didn't you got, work. Great. You got you guys are done. But 
if I mean, if you hit on the offensive coordinator, then obviously that's great. I just I'm curious, like when Mayo is kind of looking around, or they have they have things in the middle of the season, like who's in there that's even gone through any of it? Jonathan Kraft. All right. I mean, he has. Has he though? I mean, he's been around the organization for a long time. He's been around Bill for a long time. Doing like a pregame speech, or he's like changing defenses, or he's oh, saying I don't want like, that. Or, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But he might be able to advise a little bit. Yeah. So again, do you have any ideas? No, I'm good with Zach Robinson. I'm Are there any present- defensive guys? What do you mean? I'm just trying to think of guys because because I don't disagree with you mm-hmm. that Mayo could probably use a veteran voice, an experienced voice. But I just don't know who that guy would be that would make sense. This is part of the problem with the Texans. Uh, oh no! So they their D coordinator is Matt Burke. Yeah, who apparently the Massachusetts guy, but he <laughs> was a D coordinator for the Dolphins in seventeen and eighteen, and then had to be like an assistant coach, bounced around on a few different teams, and then came back as a D coordinator. But he did have that title earlier on. So if you're playing it that way. If Gerard Mayo hires somebody with defensive coordinator experience, even if it's a young guy, even if it's like a super like Wade Phillips proven guy, like that still might work because at least you have somebody who's been there, done that. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. I don't of know, and that's part of the problem you face with him having only been in New England, having only been under Belichick. There's yeah. a limited pool of candidates to pull from, right? But he played with Zach Robinson. Oh, not that Zach Robinson played, but like when Zach Robinson was drafted, Mayo was here. Kingsbury what does that maybe mean? too. That means they know him more than they don't, right? <laughs> no, I would say they don't know him more than they do. How long were Gerard Mayo and Zach Robinson together? How many minutes in their life have they spent together? Thousands. No, I don't know. I think you could probably count the minutes. Tens. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know that that matters. But there's sort of like a kind Does of... Does that matter? Do you think there's kind of a bond there? We talked no? about it last week. Is Sean McVay. Yeah. Every year seems to have to like hold open interviews for people on his yeah. staff. And they're all great when they leave. Right. So wouldn't that... Well, are they all great when they leave? We'll Matt, see. Matt Lafleur's pretty good. Yeah, Matt Lafleur's pretty good. I know. Until he won this game, people were saying that's a place Bill could land. Blow it up there. He wins thirteen regular season games every year, and he blows it in the playoffs. I don't know. Now people are like, oh, maybe Aaron Rodgers was the one blowing it. No, but also, I mean, the, the game. Uh, I mean, but I, th- <laughs> I think even like the the GM, which doesn't seem like it's going to be an outside hire, it doesn't feel like it's no. going to be that's a guy Elliot with experience. Wolf. It's going to be. Elliot it probably Wolf. is Elliot Wolf. But it's just, yeah, it's pretty unorthodox. And then to expect a quick turnaround is tough. Like, well, to, to there, on all yeah, those that things. I agree with. Yeah. Otherwise, I kind of like the youth movement. You, you wanted this. We wanted this. Like it had grown stale. Yeah, that it was is the Belichick. culture shock it was all from of Belichick that. being gone. So you wanted this. Yeah. So don't half-ass it. Pull the band-aid off. Go all in. Yeah. And if it doesn't work in three years, we'll do it again. <laughs> That's true. That's what you have to do. All right, we got grab bag coming up next. But right now, here is Stiz with what's trending. The Greg Hill Show, weekdays 6 to 10. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. All right, let's get you caught up with some headlines. Both the Bruins and the Celtics got the win last night. The Bruins, they were home taking on the Winnipeg Jets. Jacob Lauko and Charlie Coyle gave the Bruins a 2-1 lead. Heading into the third period, both Marshan and DeBrus scored, leading the Bruins to their 4-1 victory. Bruins off tonight. They're back on the ice tomorrow night when they'll host the Carolina Hurricanes. Puck drops from Causeway Street at 7.30. The Celtics have won the first two of their three-game road trip. Celtics beat the Mavs last night 119-110. to 
in Dallas. Luka Doncic made history. He had 33 points, 18 rebounds, 13 assists. He now surpasses LeBron James for the third most 30-point triple-doubles in NBA history. Celtics back in action Thursday night when they'll be in Miami to face the Heat who, strangely enough, are finalizing negotiations with the Charlotte Hornets to acquire Terry Rozier. So that should be an interesting game. Tip-off from the former FTX Arena that's now the Kaseya Arena at 7.30. Sports Illustrated reported that the Patriots have interviewed Steelers' assistant defensive backs coach Gerald Alexander for their defensive coordinator position. In doing so, Alexander becomes the fifth candidate to be formally considered by the Patriots. And an athletic report stated that Bill Belichick's candidacy for head coach of the Atlanta Falcons has, quote, lost momentum. Belichick Belichick has interviewed with the Falcons twice already. However, Bill is one of more than a dozen coaches that the Falcons have interviewed. I'm Stids. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Ritz Key Show, including Grab Bag. Coming up. Remember, you can listen to WEEI on your smart speaker. Just say, play 93.7 WEEI. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. It's the Rich Keefe Show with Andy Hart here on WEEI. Hopefully you're having a nice Tuesday evening. It is conference championship week. It is Royal Rumble week. You know, the Royal Rumble used to be in between conference championship and Super Bowl, which I felt was really smart. I don't know why they, they don't do that. Now, it's Saturday night, so it's not you know up against Yeah, the I think somebody screwed that up because when I was watching yeah. Raw last night, the announcer kept saying, and the Royal Rumble, of course, will be Saturday night. That's Saturday. This Saturday. Yeah, yeah. So well, somebody must. Yeah. I think a wrestler may have screwed up and said Sunday. Oh, uh, whoops. And he yeah. followed that up with reminder. What a hammer that home. Yeah. Well, uh, good news because it's now time for. It's time for How about this round of the shoot and NBA trade? Terry Rozier, Scary Terry. Yeah. Former Celtic great is going to the Miami Heat for Kyle Lowry in a first round pick. And that just happens to be the Celtics next opponent this Rivalry Thursday week. against the Heat. And they, uh, I would assume Terry Rozier will be good to go and we'll see him playing for Miami. And I feel like that could air like add, excuse me, not yes. air, add, yeah. add a layer. Yeah. Of sort of rivalry, of, you know, story, theater. Kyle Lowry had a really, really good career. I used to like him. He's cooked. Oh, dislike him, like him. He oh, of course. Like he was like a little man. smart thing. Taking charges, flopping. Yeah. You don't know what the hell's going on with him. But and I liked his build because I was like, hey, if he can play in the NBA, yeah. he's, he's like me. He's like short, <laughs> stocky guy. Yeah, solid. I still remember going back to the uh, days when he was in college. It was one of the first teams, Jay Wright's Villanova team back in the day, would had four guards. Now everybody kind of does that, right. but he was running four guards. It was Randy Foy, Mike Nardi, uh, Kyle Lowry, and then Alan Ray, who the Celtics drafted. And mm. at one point they had Alan Ray and Ray Allen. Which is a before and after <laughs> on <laughs> Wheel of Fortune. It sure, it sure, it sure was. And that and the nickel gets you. So does this... Um, They're better. 
better. I don't love Rozier. I, never I don't really, really know have. what Lowry's been doing. Is he toast? Yeah, I think he's washed Like from last year into this year. like I think he's done. They needed to shake things up. I mean, they're still looking up at the Celtics, obviously, but even the Bucks. I think other teams have passed them by as well. So they needed to do but something. Again, it gives so them a shot in the arm. Celtics up top. Uh-huh. The Bucks canning their coach. Can the their Heat coach making which would a be, trade? Everyone's talking about grab bag. Yep. Grab bag. Yep, gone. So yeah, in the so stability right now, is in Boston. Oh, by far. So the Heat are currently the sixth seed, tied with the Pacers, uh, nine and a half behind the Celtics. So you go Celtics, Bucks, Sixers, Cavs are the four, Knicks are the five. Uh, so that Orlando Magic, which was a really fun story, yeah. early on they've kind of sunk like a stone there, but they're the eighth seed right now. Couple games over five hundred. Everybody else is below five hundred, but that's sort of the state. I, I think it makes them better. Talking about Miami, just like when Indiana made their trade for Pascal Siakam yep. a couple weeks ago, like they're better. But uh, so the no. Heat. I mean, it's a little early to be yeah. doing this. The Heat could fall into the play-in. They could, and then end up one versus eight <laughs> Celtics Heat. Yeah. That'd be a fun opening series. It would be pretty good. That'd be a good way to get that sort of monkey off your well, back. Well, especially with right that, if the they're gate. the eight seed again, and then they go on a like, right. run, or oh. like, at least that would be the talk they're going to go on a run. Yeah. And here comes the grab bag. Grab, grab bag, 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 grab, grab bag. Yeah, not only the Adrian Griffin story out uh, in the first year with the Milwaukee Bucks, 43 games into his career as a head coach, out. And there are reports that they might bring in Doc Rivers. Apparently, they are gauging his interest in the Milwaukee Bucks, who are 30 and 13. That's tied with Minnesota for the second best record in the NBA. You have Giannis, you have Damian Lillard, you also have championship expectations. But Doc Rivers could end up uh, not only back in the league, but with the Milwaukee Bucks, which adds another layer to a Bucks Celtics matchup. Former uh, Celtics coach sure was. replacing yep. a former Celtic. Yeah, how do you like that? Small world. Celtics are everywhere. Small league. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a grab bag. Just so, a little insight to the show. Yeah. I was so shaken by my Salt Lake issue earlier. Dude, that was wild. If you missed that, you're going to want to tune into uh, the podcast on the Odyssey app. Uh, Key for Madness went. I thought we had a story planned, and we did, but man. Hart's lack of knowledge about the Great Salt Lake floored me. But I, I uh, was so shaken by that that I didn't trust myself that I Wikipedia'd uh, Adrian Griffin before I said former <laughs> Celtic just to make sure he was indeed. We have to remove Celtic. the computers in here so we can just all stay focused. That's gonna be the no, thing. because I need to be able to check my instincts now because now I'm shook. Oh, I don't trust my instincts. Grab bag. Is this NXT just all women? There's a lot of women wrestlers in, in NXT, but there's a lot some of them are good looking. There's sure, sure there. Uh, so this happened last night in the Celtics game when they beat Dallas, and there was a great play where Jalen Brown, uh, even with his handles, was able to Why? shake Luka Doncic. Why can't we just set it up normal? So he kind of shook. How many Luka. points did he have last night? A bunch. And he was a defensive shutdown player? Yeah. He was a minus six. He was a minus six. Yeah, so he shut down Luka, but actually he was on offense. He kind of shook Luka. Luka fell down. Luka got crossed up, yep. fell down. And in the arena in Dallas, they showed the replay. Yep. And Tim Hardaway Jr. was not thrilled. He's even mic'd up. Somebody had a clip. He was mic'd up, and he's like, don't show this bleep. Like, he was like, don't get this out of here. That is your star player. Why would you embarrass him? It's your, right. You have complete control over that. Yes. You could just. Or you should. You could just show the cheerleaders for the 30 seconds during the break. You don't need to show Luka Doncic getting crossed up and one mixtape yeah, style. not good. So I'm with Hardaway on that Oh, one. I am yeah, too. Yeah, like, yeah. 
I, I think there's coaches and players that go overboard in that direction. Bill Belichick might be an example. Like certain things can and can't be shown, whatever. Yeah. But let's not embarrass our best players on our big. No, screen. it's one thing if you know Jason Tatum has like a sick dunk or something, and it's not like on anybody, and it's just like a sick play. You're like, all right, well, these are paying. It's an entertainment right. thing. Like, let's see it. But yeah, Luca hitting the floor. No, I probably wouldn't have done that either. Grab bag. Former Red Sox starter James Paxton is going to sign a one-year deal with the Red Sox. The L.A. Dodgers. Oh, I never saw that coming. No, he's going to the L.A. Dodgers just like everybody else. He's actually being paid 20 bucks this year, <laughs> and he'll collect the rest in He's getting like $11 million, I think. Is he actually getting it, though? I think he probably is. I think he's going to pitch this year. He was one of those guys that uh, when he did return, he was actually pretty good, but it was a... Like six days of rest, he was great. Five days right. or four days or five, whatever it was. Extra rest, he was good. Normal rest, he was not. So, but he joins Tyler Glasnow and Yamamoto. So, I feel like the Dodgers are kind of loading up a little bit. You think? Seems like they're they're kind of in it. Yeah. Oh my God! It's- Grab bag. We did hit on this quickly at the beginning of the show, but we have a uh, baseball Hall of Fame class of 2024. If you missed it. Adrian Beltre, Todd Helton, and Joe Maurer. I do believe two out of those three are worthy of uh, enshrinement in the hall. Do you want to guess which two? Uh, Adrian Beltre yeah. and Joe Maurer. Yes. Yeah, I'm not really. I would have voted for A-Rod. I would have voted for Manny, and I would have okay. voted for Gary Sheffield. We get it. You want drug users in the Hall of Fame. There already are drug users in the Hall of Fame. Probably. Yes. And, and various and, kinds and of drugs. Also the Hall of Shame, because you shouldn't do drugs. Yeah, let's make that Cheaters clear. Cheaters never win, and winners never cheat. That's correct. I mean, they sometimes win, but... Yeah, they do probably do all right. The Olympics, your sport. Do you know... Uh, for years. Yeah. So, Todd Helton, I know he had some crazy stats playing in Colorado. He was a top 10 MVP uh, finalist three times in his career. Top five once. Like, he was always good. I was always like, ah, oh, Todd Helton's solid. I would have thought a little more than that. Yeah, right. Nothing special. Five-time All-Star, three-time Gold Glove. You're right. <laughs> Career 369 home runs. Uh, he did. Well, he was a 316 hitter. That's great. But then again, I think, let me, I actually haven't looked this splits. up. This could backfire on me, but let's take a look at the home road splits because he was a uh, lifelong Colorado Rocky. All right, where is, do you want to do batting average or OPS? Let's do OPS. Okay. People care more about OPS. Uh, home, 1,048. Okay. Away, 855. 855 is nothing to see. No, it's not bad. He's a very, very good player. That's what I would say. Very, very good. And if you're not going to put the greats who cheat in, but some would argue bigger advantage, drugs or Coors Field? (sighs) Coors Field. Coors Field was like like everybody. But that's not cheating. That's allowed. What if you you combined the two? Well, some people did. Yeah, then you're really cooking with gas. Yeah, Dante Bichette. Dante Bichette. Allegedly, I'm just throwing. No, I don't know these guys. What these guys were up to? I'm just throwing ideas. Yeah, they had some good hitting seasons. Uh, Billy Wagner was the guy that just missed the cut. Joe Maurer just made the cut, so they probably weren't that many votes away from each other. Those two guys, but it feels like Wagner's going to get it. One of the things, not to go down this whole Baseball Hall of Fame rant again because it happens like every year. Um, What really drives me nuts is the inconsistencies in the voting. So guys will one year have 30% of the vote, and then two years later they'll have 75 80% of the vote. 
It's like, yeah. what are we? What is that? How can that possibly be be true? So, um, I just wanted to look real quick at uh, next year's candidates because obviously Billy Wagner. Oh yeah, who do we got? One point two percent more or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. Um. So you might have heard of him, Ichiro Suzuki. Oh yeah, he's in. Right I feel away. like he's in. Yep. He's in. CC Sebastia. Ooh, I'll have to double check, but I think in. Yeah, CC's in. 251, 161 record. I would say CC's definitely in. What's his? Uh... 3,100 strikeouts. Okay. So how I, many, how yeah, many Cy Young awards? Uh, One. One Cy Young, but he also finished. Top five four other times. Yeah, CC's probably in. Next yep. on the list, you might have heard of him, Dustin Pedroia. Nice player. I was going to say, no shot in hell is he a Hall of Famer. No, not a Hall of Famer. Okay. Ian Kinsler. No, remember, oh, that's funny they're on the ballot at the same time because they played college together right. and then they're always compared to each other. Felix Hernandez. Dude, he probably should have been at one point. I don't think he is. That's one Cy Young and finished in the top eight six times with two runners up. Oh, that's actually. 169 and 136 record, 342 ERA. It's so funny because back in the day it was, oh, they have 300 wins, and now it's like guys have half of that. You're like, right. oh, they might still be. There was a time where he was the best pitcher, it felt like, in baseball. Sometimes I can't even read. I, I don't what do you, know well, what I'm reading. <laughs> Save that. <laughs> he sits 96th in starting pitcher Jaws. What's Jaws? Oh, that's another one of these, like, Vorp-type stats. But what is Jaws? Uh, I mean, I know what Jaws is, but just another weird stat. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Like, it. what are we doing here? No, I know. I'm just so... Uh, this I, is well, That's one of the things. We started the show talking you don't Mayo. Like it. You're upset about the I was a big fan that. of Mayo yeah. poo-pooing uh, analytics. So was I. Crapping on analytics. Would you have gone for two? Or would you have kicked the extra point? Uh, would I have? Yeah. I needed the two for um, the spread. <laughs> <laughs> so I would have gone for two. Yeah. Yeah. It felt like that's why they went for two. Yeah. And there was a guy... I was at a bar, actually, with my wife and daughter having wings. Nice. And a guy's yelling... He's got to be gambling on the game. Why else would you go for two? I mean, I like it because I need it too, I'd but the guy's screaming across the bar. Yeah. And no, I would not have gone for two. No, neither would I. But it is funny. This has become one of those debates that both sides think the other side is Idiotic. a moron. Absolutely. They're like, you don't understand stats. Like, you don't understand football. And then there's just like people hate each other. And I know, was it one of the, like the PTI guys went off and everybody was calling him old and like yelling at Will Bond. Will Bond hates the analytics. And I agree with him. Have have you ever seen when it says don't go for it? I feel like it always says green go when they put the stats up like it's yep. fourth and whatever. Analytics says, ooh, slight uh, 52% go for it. No, like, it's always go for it. I also do think it is game-to-game specific. Like, yes. I made the point, like, if you're going up against a team that just scored four straight touchdowns, and you're like, we're not going to win this thing in overtime. Right. Like, that's a different story. Or my quarterback but, yeah. just limped yeah. off, and I got my back up in the game, my and he's crashing his pants. Like, there's <laughs> yeah, a million yeah, 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 things yeah, yeah. that I feel like but, no, but in that situation, it. I just would have kicked the point. Yeah, yeah, I would have, too. I would have kicked the point. but, but Bolso I, de mano. What? Spanish for grab bag. Yes, I know. Uh, what's in the grab bag? Oh, that hurt, that hurt my spine. Uh, Bruins are off tonight. They'll host Carolina tomorrow. They uh, remain the best team in hockey, which is amazing. Are they? Uh, best record in hockey. Thank you. Best record there is hockey. a difference. There is a difference. That's true. I could have been a contender. I could have been somebody instead of a grab bag, which is what I am. We get a lot of wrestling news, as we should, because it is Royal Rumble Week. But how about this? How many times have you said that? Royal <laughs> Rumble Week. Know, I'm excited about I it. So settle down. I carried it over. I know a lot of people are like rolling their eyes at it, but I, I enjoy it. Uh, big news from uh, the world of the WWE as they have teamed up with Netflix. 
Mm. Monday Night Raw is moving to Netflix. Although it's funny, every time I read stories, it just says WWE Raw. So I don't know if they would possibly move it off. Of oh, and Monday? there's already been comments from somebody on that. Okay, maybe Khan in the interview. Oh, Nick Khan. Nick Khan okay. may have said, "Yeah, we could leave it on Monday, and that'll work. And if we move it to a different day, that'll work too." So I wonder because I can't believe for years and years and years they go up for five, six months of the year or four months uh, against Monday Night Football. And you're like, why would you want to do that? But anyway, how about a $5 billion deal over 10 years to be have Raw shown on Netflix? That's that's a lot of money. And I know there are some people that think this is a uh, forebearer, I guess, of things to come for Netflix in terms of live sports and – they t- they remember they tinkered with a couple of live stand up specials. Yes, they had like live. Yeah, but I guess like there's been a lot of talk that they could get into that game. And I reading on some of the business channels. Yeah, I you know how they always say Apple has more cash than like the whole world combined. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah literally yeah. Yeah, like yeah. cash money. Yeah, I guess Netflix has a lot of cash on hand. And there are some people speculating that Disney, ABC, ESPN should be concerned that Apple and Netflix, these cash rich, oh. can just start handing out yeah. money like it's candy. Well, it is funny because right now the like WWE, I think, isn't SmackDown still on Fox? Although that it's moving, might, it's moving right to USA. Oh, back to USA. So USA had Raw and NXT, but they've had they've been on different networks before. Obviously, they have the deal with Peacock. Yep. To be on, like, the network is on there. But anyway, that was... Uh, I think it's going to hurt um, in a way, because I said to you, I am no longer a loyal WWE watcher. Yeah, right. But if I'm scrolling through, yeah, I'll stop on. On, on Raw for 20 minutes. Now I'm not going to see it scrolling through on no, Netflix. that's true. Which is my biggest complaint about all the streaming services, because I have cable, and to jump over to a, a streaming service is hard. Yeah, you're not flipping around. You're like, I'm going yeah. to this station, and I'm going to watch it. Yeah. The hills fill my heart. Grab bag. Speaking of wrestling, so Nick Khan, who is one of the higher-ups at WWE, he went on the Pat McAfee show and uh, what? I just, the, the con thing. The cons run, run wrestling, but they're not all the same cons. Tony Khan and Nick Khan, not the same cons. Is he a con artist? Mm, don't think so. <laughs> so he was on with McAfee. Stiz liked that one. Yeah, of course he did. Uh, of course he did. <laughs> this is a story I had never heard before. This was a, uh, a pretty interesting tale talking about when uh, Nick Khan uh, was first talking to Triple H, it's sort of one of the the ideas that Triple H had for a WrestleMania. Paul Levesque, the King of Kings, Triple H, he's the one who introduced me to WWE, Hunter. He's the one who first introduced me. So when I was an agent, my prior profession, and I was trying to get into the WWE business, Paul had called me, unsolicited call, and this is when Tim Tebow had just gotten cut by the Patriots. Paul called me, said, hey, I just want to introduce myself. My name is Paul Levesque. I said, oh, yeah, Triple H, I know who you are. I remember you as Tara Rising. Yes, His WCW. former wrestling name from WCW, exactly. I said, I know who you are. He's like, oh, you know WWE? I said, yeah, I know WWE. I grew up a fan. I was an usher at WrestleMania 9 at Caesars Palace. I said, what's going on? He said, hey, what do you think of Tim Tebow against the big show at whatever that WrestleMania was after the Patriots run? And I said, well, I said, what are you thinking? He offered some financial terms. I called Tim at the time. What do you think? Tim and I had then a top secret private meeting. Tim Tebow, myself, Vince McMahon, Triple H in Anaheim, California about that. Ultimately, it didn't happen. But Triple H and I, Triple H and I remained in touch. So 
the first thing I thought of here was that'd be cool. Like, especially Tim Tebow, WrestleMania, yeah. And especially for us and me yeah, having yeah, yeah. been there and we covered it and like we're around it and the Patriots, that whole angle. But then I was thinking if you were going to be a novice and get in the ring for WrestleMania, that's what I'm thinking. Not would you want to do it? No. What if no, he falls on me or something? Although Big Show fought uh, Floyd Mayweather. They had this big angle years ago where oh, yeah. Floyd Mayweather got in the ring with him. And, and the, during one of their promos, Mayweather like legit punched him in the face. And he was like, it killed. <laughs> yeah, what happened in the fight? Uh, I think, you know, with any kind of, like, not any kind. Like decision just like reaches the I think it was like round. a schmoz where you have yeah. like a bunch of guys kind of run in and like they actually kind of like box. Because like, you know, Floyd never actually gets hit. on. But, yeah, I but would some of scared. these celebrities are good. And I think now they've kind of raised the bar. Like Logan oh, Paul's absolutely. a legit wrestler now. Uh, Bad Bunny, who's like a super popular artist, he's a good wrestler. And Logan is a good wrestler. He yeah, is. those guys can yeah. all move. He's not Grunk. He's the opposite. No, of so like yeah. I would like the disaster that was Grunk. But Tebow, it is like that is the WWE mentality. Like even though Tebow had just been cut, his football career looked like it was over at that point. They're still like, we can cash in on. Oh, this. absolutely, like, he can come in here. And Such we can a do huge something. following. Yep. Plus, he's in good shape. He's jacked. Like yep. remember that he was a big guy. He was. But I love yeah. these stories. Like the good. old story of um, Andre Tippett was supposed to do the WrestleMania where LT did it. I think that was the Boston one. WrestleMania 2, I believe it was. Or maybe it was before that. I think it was, that was an early one. They had a whole bunch of wrestlers. Uh, but, like, they couldn't reach the deal or whatever. And there's a, there's probably a million of these stories. Oh, we yeah. had that time where Bono was supposed to wrestle somebody or, like, some famous person. I like those stories. Those are pretty good. And, like, yeah, the wrestling documentaries. Or it might have even been WrestleMania 1. It was one of the early WrestleManias where there was, like, a whole bunch of football players in it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, that'll do it for what I thought was a another successful edition of Come on up for Grab Bag. Hey, we didn't, uh, we didn't update our bet de jours. All right, let's update the old bet de jours. You win the you money, You have Andy? been defeated by the Grab Bag. Go ahead. What oh, you want that? me to update I, my I, bet de jours? I, assume, I, oh. have, I have a feeling that maybe you won with your bet. 31 points and 10 assists, by the way, to go around with, along with 13 rebounds in a pretty damn good game in a... 114 to 109 win. Nikola Jokic gives me the Jokic. win. And with the Nugget, 114 to 109, it was five. So it's a push. Oh, it was five. Oh, you had minus five, five oh. right? That's oh. <laughs> brutal. Damn it. Bums. Brutal. What did you have? I had Gildress Alexander over 31 and a half. That game's still going on. Late third, he has 24 points. Nice. He's going to need a fourth quarter, but he's in, he's in the in the running for it, I would say. All right, we will uh, come back. Final thoughts on the Rich Keefe Show with Andy Hart here on WEI. If you missed any of our Patriots Monday and Friday interviews, go back and listen on the podcast anytime. Just subscribe to the Rich Keefe Show on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEI. Here on the Rich Keefe Show with Andy Hart on WEEI. If you miss any of the program tonight, check out the Rich Keefe Show podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. What do you think, as of right now, Bill Belichick is going to be doing next season? Because this Falcons thing stinks to high heaven. Like, yes. I, I don't think he's going to the Falcons, and I don't know if it's his choice, if it's the Falcons' choice or or what, but it doesn't seem like that's happening, and none of the other teams make sense. He still needs somebody to do a 
late in the game firing because there's a few places that would be like, yeah, that's perfect. But as of the as of right now, uh, the teams that fired their coach either in season or like on that Black Monday, like it doesn't make sense for Bill. No, I don't know PLL. Maybe I know Paul Rabel has joked about or insinuated that Bill has actually talked about when he's done. Maybe a line, and I I think I've always speculated. This is pure speculation. Yep. I just want to say that. All right, speculation alert. Play the speculation sounder. I think Bill is probably an investor in the PLL, oh. um, so he certainly would bring some notoriety and attention to it. Yeah, no um, we know he likes lacrosse, so maybe he gets an. Because I agree with you. No one seems. The, the the report out of Atlanta that Stiz keeps reading is some people thought it was Bill or Bust. I never necessarily thought Bill or Bust for Atlanta. I thought Atlanta or Bust for Bill. Yeah, that's what's is the like way now. it's played out now. Post Dallas, post Philly. Well, Dallas and Philly both losing in the first round, and then the Bills losing again to the same team again. Right. We were like, oh, maybe these three teams, one of those three teams, but doesn't might seem jump. like they're gonna. Doesn't seem like any of them are gonna. And the Jets doesn't seem like anything's happening the, there. The Jets are stupid for keeping Sala when yes. they could probably have Bill, but Bill and Rogers be perfect. That is, and in the AFC East, yes, as a Super yes. Bowl contender, adding a top ten pick, like there's just because outside of the Falcons, he's not going to the Chargers. I don't think. No, uh, the Seahawks, he's not going to. No, 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 no. The Panthers, he should run away from, even right. if they offer. And then the Commanders, which I mean, I guess maybe the new ownership group no, there, I don't think so. but yeah, probably not. Yeah, I don't. I, I think he's gonna the musical chairs. Music stops. He's like, "Where's Bears? Get me a seat." And but like Bears is like, "There's no seats, coach." I thought Bill and Pete Carroll were both gonna be coaching, and now I feel differently. I feel like both of them won't be. And is there still? I know people keep alluding to the idea of the the unknown team that could still can their coach that has a coach, but I don't know. What are you waiting for? And who is it? Is because it, it doesn't feel like it's the ones we're speculating if it's about not the, the if Jets. It's not the, I know the Bears. We had a caller Jets, earlier. Bears, yeah. Could be one. Is there another team out there that would make some sort of sense? I don't think so. I mean, just real quick. I mean, the the Dolphins aren't going to can McDaniel. The the Ravens, Bengals, Browns, and Steelers. I think are all keeping their guys. Yeah. Texans, Colts, Jags, Titans. Well, Titans just hired a new guy. Jags. I like the Jags one. I put that on my. Remember my fun yeah, list of yeah yeah. Um, uh, Broncos, Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers. We already mentioned Chargers. Jags. I'm and saying Ra- Jags. All right, so ja- the AFC, Jags would be my stiz-like bet, where I'm getting a little juice on right. it. I'm rolling the dice. I'm right. swinging for the fences. Yeah. Bill Belichick will coach Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville in 2024. So the Saints book keep, it. The Saints still have uh, Dennis Allen. No. Who do they have? They can't. I, they canned him, right? Did Aren't they? I don't think or is he still the coach? They're I, definitely interviewing coordinators. I've seen that. Maybe they're just interviewing coordinators. Yeah, yeah. They fired Pete Carmichael, but they kept Dennis yeah. Allen. That was a weird because the season was okay, going. Maybe on, that's one you could maybe throw the in Saints, there. I guess. But is he? I guess it's that division. Because it Carr. felt like in the press conference that Bill had, it sounded like he was gung ho on the next job. And mm. Robert Kraft was almost like going to hurt the fact to see like, him in the cutoff hoodie. Yeah, like he almost knew what team he was going to. He meant PLL, the whip. Maybe that's what he meant. The whiplashes? Yeah, they can whip root. snakes. Well, whip snakes. Pretty sure they have a whip snake. <laughs> okay. Why is that offensive? <laughs> Probably. Sounds it. So I'd be a little nervous about that one. Okay, the river dogs. But they, uh, Boston Cannons. So would he sit for a year and then come back? Would a team want him? I don't think so. That's old. I know he's old. That's like having an old car and it's running well, and then you're like, you know what I'm going to do? It's got 200,000 miles. I'm going to let it sit for a year and then hope it starts. That's <laughs> yeah, not a great plan. It's dead. <laughs> I don't know, but maybe the Jets are like, oh, we screwed up. Now we should do it. 
I would love to see somebody do it. <clears throat> but the Jets. I'm still all in on the Jets as my fun. They should. One. They should do it. So Jets, yep. Jaguars, some other place. All right. PLL, baby. That'll do it for uh the Rich Keefe Show here tonight. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Rich Keefe Show. Thanks for listening tonight. Hart, we'll talk to you on Thursday. It's Royal Rumble Week. It'll be Thursday of Royal Rumble oh Week. Oh, my God. Sneaking up on it. Stiz, we, uh, good job as always. We will be back tomorrow with Fitzy at 6. So have a great rest of your night, and we'll talk to you then.